in the next couple of minutes, but I want to go ahead and introduce our keynote speaker for the Louisiana Young Professionals Conference as our kickoff session. Brent Henley combines more than 30 years of consulting experience with business leadership experience. Prior to beginning his consulting experience, it's his consulting practice, he was president of K&L Corporation, a privately held investment group with more than 110 employees. Brent partners with clients to grow enterprises in a way that provides the highest degree of personal and professional fulfillment. Brent graduated with two degrees from Centenary College of Louisiana and a master's in IO and OD from Louisiana Tech. He is a fellow of the Government Leadership Institute at the University of New Orleans and a graduate of Leadership Louisiana. He is an adjunct faculty member at the University of Georgia Carl Vinson Institute of Government and the author of the Nexus Initiative. Brent is considered an expert in strategic planning, group facilitation, and developing leadership and sales performance skills. He has led thousands of workshops and retreats for organizations. His firm, the Pyramid Group Inc., is a partner of the Wilson Learning Selamy and the One Page Business Planning Company. Thank you so much for being here with us this morning, Brent. Hey, good morning, everybody. So, so when uh, when the, the the notice first went out that I was talking at uh, Louisiana Young Professional, um, all of my friends said, "Why are they inviting this old geezer to talk to all these young people?" So. Um, so I got razzed pretty good from, from all my colleagues, but I told, I told them that's, that's just because, you know, you're, you're just jealous. So, you know, just, just lay it out there. Um, <clears throat> I wish we were doing this in person. I'm sure you do too. Cause I was looking forward to coming up to Natchitoches and staying in that nice hotel up there and, and, uh, hanging around downtown and then, uh, hanging out in person for a, few, a couple of days with everybody. But here we are with, with, uh, the new normal of the world and, and uh, but delighted to have all of you here. So today I want to talk about a, um, um, a new way to do networking. It might, it, might, it might be new to you, but it's really based on my book that I wrote about 10 years ago called The Nexus Initiative. And um, um, the, um, and, and I'll tell you a little story about how this book got written it almost didn't get written at all uh, but a friend of mine kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me to do it um, but I'll, I'll give you that whole story but um, the way it kind of works is that let me start off this way after graduating from college I went to work for this investment company called K&L up in up in Shreveport and um, um, we were blowing and going and, and really uh, very successful business <clears throat> and a, a fraternity brother called me. So I'd been out of college maybe a couple of years. So a fraternity brother called me and he, he was selling life insurance. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you where you've had friends who went into a, a business and, and uh, uh, you know, and, and you're usually the first one that they call because they, they're trying to sell something. Everybody's looking for prospects. So he called me, his name is Richard. He called me and said, hey, I'm selling life insurance and uh, can I come talk to you? And so, I mean, you can't tell a fraternity brother no. So, you know, he came over and and uh, talked to me and he spent about a couple of hours and, you know, and I ended up buying a whole life policy from him. Um, 
you know, it, it wasn't very much, uh, but it gave him something. I mean, you can't tell a fraternity brother, no, right? So I bought this policy, but, and, and after I signed everything, uh, he said, uh, hey, I, I really appreciate you being a customer. And, and he slid this piece of paper across the desk at me, a blank piece of paper with a pen. And he says, would you mind writing down the names of seven or eight of your friends and business colleagues, their names and addresses and phone numbers, so I can contact them and, and uh, hopefully sell them a life insurance policy? And I leaned back and I said, uh, Richard, um, I just gave you some business. <clears throat> Don't you think you should be reciprocating and giving me some business? How about, and I slid the paper back across to him and I said, <clears throat> I want to keep those seven or eight friends. I don't want you calling my seven or eight friends and telling them that Brent said that I could call you and sell you some life insurance policy because they're going to turn around and call me and say, why in the heck are you giving my name to an insurance guy? I don't want an insurance guy. And it was just kind of a strange situation. I said, Richard, you should be, you know, if, if you, if I gave you some business, you should reciprocate and give me some business. And it got me to thinking after that experience, because it was that night I had a business after hours at the Shreveport Chamber of Commerce. Many of you have probably been to these kind of things. And while I was at that business after hours, I, I noticed something. <clears throat> I noticed that people were clicking. They were <clears throat> all of the, all of the, you know, IT people were in one corner. All of the uh, real estate agents were in another corner. All of the, you know, uh, technical folks were in one corner. All the bankers were in one corner. I mean, and nobody was mingling. No one was really talking. There were a few people who were, who kind of knew each other and cross-pollinating, but for the most part, everybody was in their own tribal things. And so, and I thought, man, there's got to be a better way to meet people and, 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 and exchange information here than this. And, and, uh, uh, and I, it, it just, it just kind of hit me that, you know, this is, this is not the way to do it. There's got to be a different way to do it. And, uh, I got to talking to some friends of mine and and having conversations about um, it's got to be a better way to network and meet people and do things and and, uh, and so we started so I started tossing around this idea that what if <clears throat> what if instead of me going to a networking event and trying to get business cards for me what if I went to a networking event to try to help build business of others, just using the law of human reciprocity as a way to do that. So um, based on that, this is what I came up with in terms of how to network. And so what I wanna to do today is to share with you what that process is and how it works. And I think you'll walk out of this talk about about Nexus and, and networking a little bit differently uh, than you walked into it. So, um, so I'd just like to open up the floor a little bit and ask you to introduce yourselves to me. Tell me who you are and, and uh, where you work. 
And then uh, let's, I, I've got two questions. I'd like to know what's so challenging about networking for you and what barriers do you experience? So, uh, hey, Maggie, can I start with you since you uh, are kind of at the, at the top of my window? Most definitely. So um, my name is Maggie Matushka. I'm the event coordinator at the Natchitoches Chamber. And I'm also the chairman of the um, 2020 Natchitoches Young Professionals Executive Committee. Uh, what is so challenging about networking? I would say for me, I have a huge stack of business cards and I never give them out. I always will introduce myself to somebody and start talking to them and I forget that I'm supposed to try to close the deal at the end and um, I'll ask them a bunch of questions. I'll forget to ask them for a business card. I'm just not very good at the uh, formal part of it at the end. I love having conversations with people. I'll talk to people, anybody about anything all day long but I'm not very good about the formal part of networking. Thanks. Uh, Maggie, choose the next person to go. Uh, Kelly. <laughs> oh, was she there? Okay. Yeah, I'm coming, sorry. Uh, Kelly West, um, I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications for the Natchitoches Convention and Visitors Bureau. Um, and I think for me, networking, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a social butterfly for sure. Um, if I remember to take my business cards, because that's the first step, right? Um, I usually do hand them out, but I'm really bad at if I'm there with someone else, remembering to introduce that person. Um, like if I have my husband, I always walk away going, oh, I should introduce you, huh? <laughs> and it's not because... I mean, I just, I get so wrapped up in the conversation and then I want to move on. And I just sometimes just forget that little step. Thanks, Kelly. Hey, uh, choose the next person to introduce themselves. Carly. Good morning, everybody. My name is Carly Cohen. I work for United Way of Northwest Louisiana in Shreveport. Um, I struggle to walk away from a conversation that I started. <laughs> Some people are really good at working a room. They, you know, they're there for two or three minutes. They make you feel like you had a really strong conversation and they have a natural way to exit and they move on. And I just watch those people in envy because I'll talk to the same person for 40 minutes because I just don't know how to leave in a natural way that isn't rude. <laughs> so I don't. I don't talk to as many people as I could at a networking event. <laughs> Thanks, Carly. Hey, choose the next person. Um, let's go with, how about Beverly? Okay, so um, Beverly Broadway, and um, I'm an instructor at Northwestern, and I'm on the school board here in Natchitoches Parish. Um, I suppose the thing that's most challenging for me when it comes to networking is just um, by, by nature, I'm a really introverted kind of person. So when it comes to those initial conversations with people that, um, you know, maybe I've just met casually or have never met before, that can be very difficult. Um, I really love those really deep conversations, you know, that the ones that you can have once you really gotten to know someone, but getting to that point can be very, very difficult for me. So that's probably my biggest barrier and challenge. Thanks, Beverly. Hey, uh, choose the next person to introduce themselves. 
Okay, I'll go with uh, Mark Smith. Well, hello, my name is Mark Smith, of course. Um, I work at Wirehouse as a reliability coordinator. Uh, when it comes to networking, I'm uh, just being busy a lot of times in any events that I'm at. I like talking to people, but I generally don't pass out any cards. And, uh, most of the time I forget the names as well, but um, just slowing down a little bit and uh, spending more time and getting more out of the conversation as, as well as follow-up. Uh, actually be a lot better. Thanks, Mark. Choose the next person to go next. Laura. Good morning, everybody. My name is Laura Lyles. I'm the president of the Nakashiria Chamber of Commerce, and I'm glad you're all with us today. Uh, something that's challenging for networking for me, I just, as all of you were talking, I, I remember a particular conference that I went to recently, and I feel <laughs> like a lot of times in certain circles I'm the newbie you know I'm the noob to the conversation and they all kind of know each other and so in um, in a circle where I know everybody it's really easy to go up and start talking to people or if uh, folks look like they're looking for someone to talk to I, I feel it's easy to reach out to them and make them feel included um, but where I struggle is when some, maybe a couple people are already having a conversation or uh, no one's having a conversation. It's like starting that conversation, I'll just kind of make laps around. Okay, who do I talk to? I want to talk to somebody. Where do I start? Um, how do I start? So uh, jumping in, I think, at this stage is different than it was maybe five or ten years ago for me. Thanks, Laura. I'll choose uh, someone to go next. Let's see. How about Craig Caskey? All right, well, I'm, I'm Craig Caskey. I work at Alliance Compressors. Um, challenging thing about networking would be, uh, I guess, trying to figure out when you're in a crowd, who, you know, I guess kind of like what, you know, what Laura made a comment about, when you have certain people in the room and you kind of want to meet, meet them and try to figure out what is my angle? Like, how do I get into that conversation? Um, I'm pretty good about business cards. I actually keep about four or five in my wallet. Um, so if wherever I'm at, if someone says, uh, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. I mean, who knows when a uh, conversation may start, something about work related. And I have a wallet in my, pull out my wallet. Like, Here's my business card. Um, but barriers are I experience. Um, I think really it's, me trying to figure out how to get into a, a conversation, really. Okay. Thanks, Craig. A couple more people. Craig, you get to choose somebody to go next. All right. I'll go with Lori Wallace. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, my name is Lori Wallace, and I work at BUM Bank. Um, for me, networking, I agree with all of you. I think there are so many challenging things about networking. Um, but kind of going back to what Carly was saying, I think whenever, you know, walking into a room or into a setting, it's you're itching to talk to someone. So it might be easier to start that initial conversation with someone, but finding another group or another person to jump into a different conversation, you feel a little bit more pressure. You're like, okay, where do I go now? So it's just like learning how to take that initiative um, when it starts to get more challenging to move on to that next that next person you might want to network with. 
Thanks, Lori. You want to uh, ask Amy to introduce herself? Sure. Let's hear it. Good morning, Brent. Uh, Amy Thibodeau, I'm the President and CEO of the Acadia Parish Chamber of Commerce, uh, one of the speakers for tomorrow. Um, I find networking extremely challenging, which is really interesting. Most people wouldn't believe that about me. Um, as the President of a Chamber of Commerce who hosts all these networking events, I find it much more enjoyable to work behind the scenes and not be in front. Um, so networking is really hard because I'm an extreme introvert. So if I'm not the first person in the room, uh, I find it challenging to walk up to people. Um, so you usually find me working the check-in desk. That way I at least tell everyone hello. Thanks everybody and, and uh, good to see you. So there's, uh, so a few years back, I got asked by a good friend of mine uh, who is in the uh, financial services uh, industry. At work, uh, actually, he, he was a, at the time he was a wholesaler in the financial services industry. They, they sold products to folks like Merrill Lynch and uh, Edward Jones and things like that. So he worked for a big wholesale company out of uh, in Salt Lake City. And he had kind of the Western United States. Jerry and I have been friends for 30 years. And so we followed each other's careers. And so um, he, he, he said that he was having a particular challenge with one of his clients in uh, Phoenix. Um, it was a Merrill Lynch office in Phoenix. And they had about 50 financial advisors in this office and only about 10 of them were really doing what they needed to do. The other 40 were really struggling. And he was talking to them about how you need to get out, you know, to different events. And you had to meet different people. You had to go to different, in, you know, different, you have to get out of the office in order to, to be effective. But a lot of them were really very technically competent, but didn't have a lot of people skills and, and weren't comfortable out there. In, uh, in meeting people in the public. So Jerry asked if I would come out and talk with them and because uh, they had a, um, a group meeting. And so I did. And uh, what we decided to do was also have a, 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 a kind of an event where we invited um, customers and prospective customers to the event. And prior to the event, I um, kind of ran through a mini workshop on what they should do at the event. One of the things that I told them was that you needed four, you needed four states of mind, if you will, four mindsets. One is anytime you're networking with others and you're talking to them, you want to have a mindset of a commitment to build business in a mutually beneficial fashion. That means you have to have win-win relationships. It can't be a, it can't be a, I'm going to win and you're going to lose. You're going to give me something and I'm not going to give you anything back. It can't be that. You have to have a give first mentality because the only way you're going to get something from somebody is that if you give them something first. So you have to have a give first mentality. And remember, it's a world of abundance, even though you may be in a room of, of, of people who compete uh, for others in, the, uh, others in that room. It's still a world of abundance. There's plenty to go around for everybody. So don't, you know, don't have a scarcity mentality. Have a world of abundance mentality. And that led to trying to understand what this might look like in, in real life. And so here's what I did. 
I adopted a, a mindset, keeping those four mindsets in mind, I adopted a different kind of mindset that had an umbrella of everything else. And, and basically it was this, I was not going to network for me anymore. What I was gonna do was I was gonna identify eight people who I was gonna help build their business and I'm gonna network for them every time I go to a networking event. Now this took some time for me to kind of, you know, play this out and I was careful about who do I want to help build their business. <clears throat> and the, and over, you know, over time I've met people who I really like to work with. And so what I did was I created what I call a nexus is a group of people who I want to help build their business. And I meet with one person each week in my nexus. So, you know, this week I'm going to meet with Dan. Next week I'll meet with Ellen. Next week I'll meet with John. The next week I'll meet with Jill. So over, you know, over a eight week period, I've basically met with everybody in my nexus. And I'm going to talk about what that meeting looks like. But when I go to events now, I'm not thinking about networking for me. I'm thinking about connecting the people in my net nexus with the people in that room so <clears throat> laura talked about how sometimes it's hard to enter into conversation i'm gonna talk a little bit about that and what that dance looks like but one one really good way to do that is to know that you're not there in a selfish manner but that you're there to help people in your network in your nexus and so what that does for me is that it adds a little bit of, of uh, uh, pressure, if you will, for me to listen carefully to the conversations to see if I can connect somebody in my nexus to somebody in that conversation. I want to be a connector. Everybody's got a problem to solve, right? So people start talking about different things. And I love to, I love to say to folks, I know a person. I know a gal. I know a guy. Um, one of the one of the real people in my nexus is uh, is uh, is Mike. He's really not in marketing. I'm trying to protect his identity here. Um, Mike is uh, uh, out in San Francisco, and um, he's one he's one of my favorite uh, Jewish friends. But his favorite saying is, "I know a guy," because I and. and and he loves saying that because I call Mike and say, "Hey, I've you know run up to this problem." He goes, "I know a guy," and uh, next thing I know, I'm getting a a text message from somebody that I have no idea. Since Mike said I needed to call you, it's kind of like a mafia thing, kind of the Mike, but he but he's perfect at making a connection. So I love doing that too. I love helping make connections with people. So <clears throat> what I did is I, I I wrote down a list of people that I would like to help. And then I went to them and I said, look, I've got this crazy idea. I want to, um, I want to help you build your business. And uh, because when I go to networking events, I, I, I don't want to be collecting business cards for me. I want to collect business cards for you. And in return, I want you to do the same thing. And I want us to help each other. And what I want to do is every two months, I want to meet, have lunch, have coffee. Right now it's virtual. But we're gonna we're gonna talk, and we're gonna talk about what's going on in your business. I'm gonna ask you what's going on in your business and how I can help you, and you're gonna ask me what's going on in my business and and how you can help me. 
and let's see where our connections go because you have connections that I don't have and I have connections that you don't have. So let's, let's help each other do all this. And almost to the person, everybody said, that is a terrific idea. I love doing that. Um, and so, but, but over the years, there have been a couple of, of uh, folks who have not returned the favor and I'll tell you how to handle them because there's an easy way to exit the relationship. But almost everybody, I would say 95% of everybody has been consistently working on developing a strong nexus with each other. And then some of these folks have their own nexus and I don't even sit in their nexus. They have their own nexus. A couple of, I sit on Mike's nexus. I sit on John's nexus, but everybody else has a nexus. And so now you can see it kind of exploding out where they have all these connections that they can bring into your nexus as well. And so at our meetings, we talk about how's your business going, what's going well, what you need to do differently. And I'll tell you, the conversations in the last six months have been brilliant because we've all been working on how to, you know, how do we handle this new normal? What's going on in the world today? What's, what should be the, you know, what should be our reactions? And it's almost like one-on-one -on -one therapy, business therapy with your folks in your nexus because you've got, you got eight people have got your back and they're still working on your behalf. Hey, we're still going to networking events. We're just doing them virtually now, which is different. We're still connecting with other folks and we're, and we're exchanging a lot of ideas about the way things work in the new world. So how do you, how do you do this? Well, there's a kind of a, there's steps that we have. One is you have to choose an event to go to. Now, in the normal world, it'd been real easy just to pick up whatever the chamber's doing because the chamber has lots of events. That's what Maggie does. Maggie, right? You're head of your head of events. Yes, sir. Right. But there are other kind of events too. Um, you 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 want to have Kelly as your friend because the convention and visitors bureau knows every meeting that's coming to town. And they know where they're meeting. And I'll confess to you, I'm a meeting crasher. Um, a lot of these meetings have little um, trade shows or vendor uh, openings. And you don't have to necessarily be a vendor, but you can certainly walk in. And a lot of times they don't ask who you are and what you're doing as long as you're dressed nice and smell good and you can just walk on in there and, and uh, you know, they just think you're just one of the, you know, attendees at the conference and you can start meeting some people uh, because the folks in my nexus, remember I'm choosing an event, not based on me. I'm choosing an event based on people in my nexus. So when, you know, last December uh, we had the uh, um, kind of a regional legal um, convention going on. A bunch of lawyers came to Lafayette. Okay. About 200 of them. They were meeting at the Doubletree and they had, a, they had a vendor showcase. These are folks who are, you know, selling software and technology and, you know, things that lawyers might buy. Um, so what I did is I, I walked in the, I just walked in the room after lunch and uh, just 
went around and, and uh, introduced myself to different vendors and got some different business cards. And then when I met with John, who's in my Nexus, he's a, he's a lawyer. About two weeks later, I, I shared with him what I did and I gave him, he, he didn't go to the, he didn't go to the vendor thing. He's stupid. He, he, he was trying a case or something. And so, um, I, I gave him four or five business cards of different vendors. I thought, hey, this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. Well, it turns out that he he needed one of them in February because you can't get clients to come in and sign stuff anymore. So they went to an electronic signature software. He he didn't even know about it and that 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 kind of stuff existed until I gave him the business card of the person I saw at that vendor and trade show. And so he said, man, I called him up and he said, I remembered, you know, you talking about this and, and how we might be able to do these kind of things. And so, you know, he, he was able to do that. Now they're getting electronic signatures on their titles and everything else. And uh, it really helped save him. So that's kind of an example of choosing the event. You, if you can do it face-to-face, -face, do it face-to-face. -face. Hey, I, I, we've all had to pivot here. So I've been to some different events that are all based on um, what we're doing here today in Zoom and, and everything else. Um, but what you're, you're having a mindset of give and get. So you, you'll see this coming up, but I'll say it now. Your, your only objective at a networking event is to give five business cards and get five business cards. As a matter of fact, I have a rule. Can't have a beer or a glass of wine until I've given five business cards and received five business cards. After that, I can go have a glass of wine or a beer. But what happens is that, and I, you know, I tell I tell all of our students who go through this, what happens is you show up at the at the uh, event and they're serving beer and wine and that's what you do you go get a beer and, and glass of wine and 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 then you forget about exchanging business cards because you, you have a task to do at the event and that's to talk to people but it's to give and get five business cards <clears throat> you have to and, and then you you want to have a 48-hour follow-up so if i get a business card and i think it it's going to be important for somebody in my nexus Within 48 hours, I always give that to somebody in my nexus. So I go through those five business cards when I get back to the office the next morning. And I'll say, who in my nexus would needs to know this person? And so I'll call up John and say, hey, John, I met somebody at a meeting. Um, and I think you ought to uh, share them. And so I'll, I'll do the connection. I'll do the handoff. And it might sound something like, hey, Maggie, it was great to meet you last night at the uh, Natchitoches Chamber event. And uh, I've got somebody that I think you need to meet. And uh, here they are. And so hopefully you can make that exchange. And so, and I'll leave it at that. But it's a way to connect people. So you're, sharing, you're always sharing their network and you're helping to do the promotion. So let's talk a little, I'm going to move on here. So here we go. Um, hey, this requires us to meet strangers. And I want to tell you, um, that's not easy because for some of you, it's really easy, but for most, most people it's not. And there's a reason 
And that's because we've been wired since we were kids. Don't talk to strangers. Stranger danger. Don't talk to strangers. And here's the, uh, the paradox is that we, you know, get bombarded with don't talk to strangers. And, you know, we go through elementary school and junior high and high school. And we're not supposed to talk to strangers. And we go to college and you meet strangers. And then, but once, once kind of people are not in your, your little clique, you're not supposed to, you know, still a stranger danger. And then we go to work. And what does our boss want to do? Our boss wants us to talk to every stranger in the world. Okay. We're supposed to talk to every stranger in the world, whether we know them or not. And so here, you know, my, my rules are uh, at every event, and I'm skipping around here a little bit, but hang with me. Receive by, give five business cards, receive by uh, five business cards. Make sure you do a 48 hour follow up. I'll talk about giving a gift and giving a referral, but here's how we talk to strangers. There's, there's basics to doing this. One is you got to wear a name tag. If you, if, if they don't, ha you know, I, I, I recommend everybody go have a name tag made. Um, and, uh, and be proud of it. Put your name, put your company on it, but make sure your first name is bigger than anything else on it. Because it needs to be, don't, don't wimp out and get one of those little wimpy little name tags that everybody has to, you know, lean in to look at your, <clears throat> look at your neck to see what your name is. And so put your, you know, make your big name on there and have your company on there. Um, that way it makes it easier for people, for you to introduce yourself and to get introduced by others. Um, if you'll notice at some of these events, these face-to-face -face events, uh, banks have gotten really good at this. They require all of their um, relationship bankers to uh, wear name tags when they're out in public so that they can um, promote their brand. You always want to introduce yourself with a handshake and eye contact. This may sound like you know basic kind of stuff, but you'd be surprised about how many people um, this is new information for. <clears throat> I always like to enter the conversation with a couple of questions. And I'll tell you what, using questions is the best way to have a conversation than anything else, uh, rather than entering into a conversation and saying, hey, I'm Brent Henley, CEO of the Pyramid Group. Um, and, and then I just start regurgitating some sort of elevator speech. That's awkward and weird. And no one likes to hear that. What they really want to do is talk about themselves. So what you want to do is to get them to talk about themselves in some way. So I just have some simple, easy, open, um, opening questions. So what, you know, what brings you here today? If there, if, if that's appropriate, if there's, if you're at an event where, where there's a speaker, what do you know about the speaker? Um, have you ever been to one of these events before? It's just an icebreaker question that you're trying to get going. And once you do that, people start talking, you can take it from there. 
then you start talking about them. Well, what does your company do? <clears throat> what do you do for your company? How long have you been there? These are all questions that you can, and, and you can pop up any question you want to <clears throat> and add to this. So if I was, you know, er, earlier when we were popping on, I asked, I asked Craig real simple questions. So what do you do for a living? So he, he said he does quality control for Alliance. And they, they make compressors. And so we didn't get a chance to continue the conversation, but my next question was going to be, so how's business? How's the compressor business? And then I'll, hopefully Craig says, you know, it's blowing out of the water. People are buying more compressors today than they've ever bought before. I said, oh, so what's, what's so popular about the compressor business? So we just, it's, it's more questions. It's more questions. You want to have more questions and statements in your, um, in your quiver. That's going to be the most important piece about the conversation and meeting strangers. While you're doing that, you ask yourself, okay, is there a connection here between this person I've just met and somebody in my nexus? Remember, you're not there for you. You're there for people in your nexus. Is there a connection? And if there is, you want to you want to exchange business cards. <clears throat> is there a fit? Yeah, give them a business card. <clears throat> and uh, and and you want to hand your business card. You want to hand their business. You want to hand your business card to them. And and before you give them your business card, ask them for their business card. So the way I like to do that is say, I'd love your business card and they get it out. And as they do, I hand them mine. So there's an exchange to give a business card. Now, are you going to meet somebody that there is no fit and you don't want their business card? Yep, it's going to happen. So you make a graceful exit and the graceful exit is nice to meet you. Have a nice day. Enjoy the event and you walk away. You just walk away. It's not weird. It's not uncomfortable. It's just a graceful exit. Now, if, if, they, if, if there is no fit and they still want your business card, don't be strange about it. Give them your business card and get their business card as well. I mean, this is, you know, this is still, we got we to gotta fit along here. Let's see, I want to go back to one slide. While you're talking to people, there are things that you can do. To, these are some of the things that you can probe when you're trying to ask questions. So, you know, people have dreams, uh, people have goals, uh, people have different customers, uh, people have current challenges, um, people have different definitions of success. So in my conversations, when I'm meeting new people, I'll ask them, so what's your, one of my favorite questions is, what's your perfect customer? And, you know, they usually know what their perfect customer look, you know, is like. What are some of the current challenges your business is facing? Um, how, how did, 
how do you how does your company define success what are some of the goals one of the questions i've got right now for almost everybody that i'm meeting at these different virtual events is how have your 2020 goals changed since covid and how are y'all dealing with that and people love to talk about that question they love to answer that question and they love to you know get some ideas about how to deal with those kinds of things but the the idea here is to be insatiably curious when you're talking with somebody and see if there's a connection to somebody in your nexus. So I'm going to pause here and see if anybody has any questions or comments or want to want to contribute in some way to what I've just been talking about. Well, let's do this. Does this make sense? Head nods if this makes sense. Because I'll ask this, Craig. Um, you know, you made the comment about the old handshake thing, I guess, in a COVID-19 setup. What are you recommending in that replacement of that? The elbow. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing the elbow thing now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I haven't been to many um, events out. Um, uh, <clears throat> but every Friday afternoon, I go to um, uh, my favorite cigar store here in Lafayette. And uh, it's pretty much the center of the intellectual universe. Everybody there has all the answers to all the challenges that the world is facing. And we do it while we enjoy a cigar. And uh, um, there's about f four or five folks there, the uh, men and women. And um, very diverse group, um, but nobody is shaking their hands anymore. We're not even fist bumping. Uh, most of us are just looking at each other and, you know, putting up a hand. Hey, how are you doing? That kind of thing. Craig, I don't know how that's going to change, you know, in the future. Even even after COVID is over and there's a, um, there's a, um, um, vaccination or you know whatever it is do you think i'm wondering do you guys think handshakes will come back i think a handshake with uh i think it's gonna be like we will have a handshake but then we're both gonna be like pulling out like hand sanitizer like, you know which is what i have done i have shaken hands with folks and then immediately washed my hands like you know just yeah so i'm gonna so I'm going to shake your hand, and then sit right after that, I'm just going to spray my hand sanitizer on it, right? Right, yeah. Well, that seems kind of – that's going to be it, awkward. It is, know? but, you know, I guess it's I guess it's a mutual thing. Like, if we're, you know, hey, we're both – this is what we do now. I don't know. Yeah, I have a, I have a friend of mine who um, has never liked handshakes, and he's delighted right now that handshakes are banned. Um, but, you know, and I think we're definitely, I think we're going to have some changes. So I, I don't know. I don't even know if the fist bump is going to work. It could be. Do the, let's see. Uh, 
That's my new go-to. <laughs> what is it? Just the, you know, like, hi, nice to meet you, something like that, which normally I would think is rude, but, you know, now I feel like it would be rude to touch someone or right. feel like I'm pressuring them to hold my hand or something like that. So um, and I think everyone now knows, you know, what the wave is and why we're not shaking hands. And at least it's still a hand. So I feel like it's at least a semblance of the previous gesture. Um, that's kind of been my go-to. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I, I had somebody in my Nexus a couple of weeks ago suggest that we start doing the, the Asian bow. <laughs> you know, put your hands in front of your, you know, and just kind of do the, the Bruce mm -hmm. Lee thing. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting. So yeah, it's definitely going to change. Um, the other thing that I've noticed, uh, too, and we've been talking about in my Nexus is that when we do get together for face-to-face -to -face events, um, we're not, we're not going to be a, as, as my person in the Nexus, I'm not going to be up in everybody's grill. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be practicing safe distance for the rest of my life with people because as one of them said i never i never knew how far my propellants go in a room and so i'm not going to be you know within two to three feet of folks i'm probably going to be within five to six feet of folks as we're talking i thought i thought that's going to be different in you know these face-to-face -face networking events so Yes, definitely, definitely a new normal. That's for sure. Any other comments? So the, the rule at every event where you go to, even it, now it, in in the virtual world, you can still get five business cards or just electronic business cards. So um, I was on a um, an event that was sponsored by. Uh, Laura, I don't know if you guys have been involved uh, with um, uh, ALP, Association of Leadership Programs. We have not. So ALP is, um, uh, the last few months has been hosting virtual events for alumni of leadership programs from around the country. About 700 people show up on these things. Um, last last month's um, um, presentation was on um, uh, diversity inclusion and had a really interesting panel had a had a police officer um, had a, a, a consultant that works with police departments um, and then also had um, a couple of other folks uh, who were doing uh, community building in in some uh, cities that were being impacted by all the all the uh, um, protests well, e even in that networking event, I'm still thinking, who, who can I meet that might benefit, have a benefit for somebody in my nexus? And so as, uh, as you, know, you, you kind of go around all of the um, introductions of how people are making, and they did small breakout groups as well, I was still able to meet five people um, that I thought might benefit people in my nexus. And um, um, so there's still ways to do it. I haven't been as successful with getting five contacts in these virtual meetings as I am at a face-to-face -face meeting. So I'm just 
revising my expectation. And if it's only two, that's fine. If it's three, that's fine. But part of that's based on the, the limitation size that we have, because it's hard to do, it's harder to do these things in a virtual event. Once you get those five business cards or those five things, it's about practice, it's about giving it to them in 48 hours. And uh, you're just trying to find one nugget uh, for that contact. That's the easiest way to do that. And uh, the follow-up call is pretty simple. What you're basically doing is connecting your to your um, to your nexus. So <clears throat> when I meet with the people in my nexus, um, I want to give them a gift. And sometimes the gift is not a contact of who I've met at a networking event. Sometimes it's something else. And most of the time in 2020, when I've been meeting with people in my nexus, I've been giving them something other than a contact or, an, or um, somebody I've met in a uh, virtual meeting. And most of those gifts I've been giving them are white papers, articles, or stories, or best practices about what's going on in COVID-19. But the uh, idea here is to help remove an obstacle that they may be facing, uh, facilitate an introduction to someone else, try to anticipate their needs in some way. I always give them a compliment and it's important that you listen to learn because you want to hear what they're talking about. So tomorrow I'm going to be meeting with uh, one of the people in my nexus and I know that one of the things that they're trying to do right now is to, uh, they're on a hiring spree. Um, uh, they, he he uh, runs a trucking company and they're looking for truck drivers. And I've recently come across somebody who I met at a different <clears throat> virtual meeting a couple of weeks ago that uh, is in the recruiting business um, out there at, in Texas. So I'm, I, I made the connection to the two of them within 48 hours. But tomorrow, when I talk to Brad, I'm going to be talking about, so how's that going and what's going on with it? And is it working? And, you know, I, so I'm basically following up on that. I'm facilitating that introduction. Hopefully I've removed an obstacle, but I'm going to do a lot more listening than I am talking about those kind of things. And then what Brad's going to do, because it's the law of human reciprocity, he's going to turn around and ask me about my business and how's that going and what are we doing and how are we, focused on that. So it's a sharing of ideas and best practices. Because I've had more time um, in this uh, pandemic to catch up on reading, I've been sharing some of the readings that I've been digging into, especially um, short white papers about how to how to keep everybody's positive mindset going during COVID-19. And I found some good articles in Harvard Business Review, Forbes. 
other business like magazines. And I like to pass those on to people in my nexus. That's my, it's my gift to them. And because I've done that, they kind of feel the need to reciprocate. So they do the same thing. They share what they've been reading, talking about, discussing, hearing, listening to. And that's, uh, that's a, that's a great exchange. So to kind of summarize what we've been talking about here is um, one of my, one of my three, one of my philosophies in life comes from a guy named George Herbert Land, who wrote a book called Grow or Die. And, um, and, 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 you got, and, and if you're going to be a good leader, you got you got to be a good learner. You got to keep, you got to keep learning. So, um, you know, always, always be growing. Um, make sure you're choosing the right events. It's a, it's more of a challenge now than ever before, but you can still do that. Uh, be sure you're meeting strangers. If you're just meeting the people you already know, you're not doing anybody in your nexus any good. So be sure you meet some strangers. Remember, it's about giving and getting five business cards and having a mindset of giving first and then having a commitment to share. So what do you think about my uh, unique way of networking and, and um, what's your reaction to that? You think easy to do, hard to do, um, won't do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, like it, don't like it. Hey, I'm up for all of it. I'll say Brent, I think I it's- think I uh, it Go ahead, Laura. Okay, um, I think it's going to be, for me, kind of a retraining of the brain. And I think asking questions has always been something that I knew was important in sales. But uh, traditionally for me, it was asking questions to find the need and then figuring out how I can fill it. So, and then, you know, pushing that. So the retraining is going to be uh, making the connections and uh, trusting that that your value is going to come in in more subtle ways and that they're going to appreciate um, what you bring to the relationship and how you make those connections and that it will naturally come to um, what what you can do for them they'll just be curious and, and get to that point so I think yeah. that uh, that that's definitely a new way of looking at things and I think it's um, it's so much more valuable for the people that you're talking to really uh, so that's a good a great way to look at it Thanks. Someone else. So as you were talking, I was thinking, I'm the social chair for our YPI group, um, our young professionals group in Shreveport and Bossier. And I was thinking about how I can transfer this to social so that mo more people are getting meaningful interactions from that. And so I think a good way to do that, it might be creating our board as my first nexus mm -hmm. and 
talking to them about this session and telling them this is what I'm doing. And I think this is something that we can all do. And I think if we have 10 people that are, that's kind of the expectation, that's what they're doing at our socials. And I think we will be teaching the other people attending our socials how to do that and how to be better networkers as well. Yeah, good. And also when we can get back to having uh, events again, is really practicing that that giving and getting five business cards dance for for almost everybody i've talked to when we talk talk about these things that that's a key thing and then once you get your five business cards you're done okay you, pressure's off you don't have to keep networking if you don't want to well but remember i told you um earlier on how we worked with merrill lynch out in um um, Arizona. So what we did, Carly, that was kind of interesting is um, once I went through this concept with those financial advisors, we, we had an event where we brought in all of our uh, uh, prospects and current customers. And we had them, uh, we had each financial advisor go meet strangers and give five business cards and get five business cards. And then they, once, once they got those business cards within 48 hours, they had to give their leads to a colleague, which was like, oh my God, no, I've got, I've got a prospect here and I gotta go get, and I said, don't worry about it, you're gonna get five leads. But the five leads you're gonna get are gonna be the five leads you want because that's the sector you work in, that's the things you work in. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> these 50 FAs were helping each other like crazy, build each other's business. And it was just, and, and, and today it's like one of the top five FA offices for Merrill Lynch because they just adopted this mindset that I'm not networking for me, I'm networking for others. And the other thing they do is they network for their own clients. So if I'm a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch in Phoenix, I've got eight people in my nexus. Most of them are my clients. And I'm always thinking about how to build their business. And I'm about connecting them with each other so that they can help do business with each other. And I think that for me, that's the, the power of this is that uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, trying to do this for me i'm trying to do this for others i'm i'm you know i, I want to i'm trying to help my the people in my nexus be successful because i'm confident that if i do that they're going to do that on my behalf so i've got eight people working on my behalf all the time so i think that's really kind of the big power of this larry wilson who um founded Wilson Learning, which is, by the way, the world's largest training and development company that no one's ever heard of, um, based out of many, uh, Minneapolis. Uh, Larry, was, uh, Larry was a very successful um, insurance salesman up in Minnesota, and uh, he created a sales training program called Counselor Salesperson um, and that Bank of America bought and helped Larry create a a learning and development company. 
<clears throat> I met Larry 30 years ago. And one thing, one of the first things he told me uh, when I asked him, uh, uh, what's his secret to success? Is he said, I get more of what I want by helping others get more of what they want. That's always stuck with me. So I base, I base my whole nexus premise around, it's not what I want, it's what the people in my nexus want. And if I can give them that, they're going to help me get what I want. And that's just the, that's really kind of the bottom line premise for this. So with that, I think it's about creating positive network epidemics. We have, you know, we're in an epidemic. Let's, let's make them positive by helping others build their business. And if we can do that now, some people ask me sometimes, so what if you have someone who doesn't play fair, you know, you, you meet with them and you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, they're taking, they're taking, but they're not giving back. Well, it's real simple. I've had a couple of those uh, in my history. And what I, what I do is I just don't invite them to the next meeting. I just, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're not playing, remember I've got eight people. You don't have to have eight people in your nexus. You can have six, but I, in, 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 I, I don't want to meet with them every month. That's why I like the number eight. It means we're meeting every other month, but I'm meeting, I'm meeting with somebody in my nexus each week, but I'm just meeting with the whole group every other month. <clears throat> and if they're not playing fair, I just don't, I just don't schedule a meeting with them. Um, and you know what? No one's ever questioned that. They just, you know, none of them have ever said, hey, you never called me back. What happened? They just, they, they went on their lovely way. And I think that's because they have a, a uh, mindset of win-lose, uh, being a taker, not a giver. So I want to be, I, I tell everybody in my nexus, I want us to be known as go-givers, not go-getters. We're just going to go give. And the more we give, the more we get. So questions, comments? Is this helpful? Brent, I can tell, um, I mean, very specifically, uh, Amy, I'm, I'm sure is in a lot of these conversations and uh, presentations too. In the chamber world, it is all about, of course, give and you'll get because you're really serving your membership, your business membership. And uh, it, it's so much easier to sell the chamber as a value add for those businesses when you're actually serving those businesses. So I'm curious how, how it translates into some of these different type of industries um, as far as, as giving to get. And, and this is in a, you know, personal um, circle of people uh, in, a, in a business aspect, how do you see that working for different industry? Is it different or is it more personal than that? Um, no, I'll tell you what, uh, we, we have a, a number of clients who, um, even in the oil and gas industry, who have adopted uh, this uh, uh, process as the way that their uh, business development people 
are going to get prospects and develop business. And so um, we have uh, one uh, company uh, based in Houston that uh, they have uh, 10 business development people. Each of them have a nexus of eight people. Some of them are customers, some are vendors, some are uh, outside of that, uh, but they're all exchanging um, prospects. They're all exchanging um, uh, best practices. They're all exchanging information. And, and they believe that it's uh, really led to their success and their sustainability uh, in these crazy times in the oil and gas industry because they have such strong relationships and people don't wanna, people don't wanna lose those relationships. Um, two years ago, Laura, the Broussard Chamber wanted to be, uh, become what's called a Nexus Chamber. I had no idea that they thought about this that way, but uh, um, Stacy Romero, their CEO said, what we're gonna do is take this idea and we, we wanna be the first Nexus certified chamber in America and at all of our events, we're going to practice the giving and getting five business cards and talking to strangers. So before COVID hit at each of their events, they would make sure that everybody, when they walked in, you said, hey, you got your five business cards? Okay. Now, be sure you, you know, don't, don't go get your beer or wine till you give or get five business cards. And they also strategically placed people at different tables at their luncheon events. So they made sure that strangers were meeting with, with strangers. Because what we see at these different lunches is that, you know, the whole, the whole team from one company will sit at that table and, and, and they don't meet anybody. So we started busting them up, you know, and making sure that they're meeting people. And at first we got a little pushback. They said, well, it's the time for us to network. And, you know, cause we just do, you know, we'll see each other at work and all that. And I just, I called BS on that and said, no, this, this is your time to be able to go and meet new people. And, and now we've got them in the habit where they don't, you know, we don't have to even do that at, at these Bruce Hart Chamber events. People just go and immediately start working on their five business cards and, uh, and meeting new people. And so it's really kind of cool to see. So we're, we've established a, a kind of a mindset with the chamber members about uh, how to add value. And that is you, you help each other. If you, if you really want to build a strong chamber, you help each other in your membership build their business. I mean, that's, you know, it's the same thing. We talk about shop local and all those kind of things. But, um, you know, I, I, told, uh, I told a friend of mine the other day, I understand it's. I understand it's really hard to 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 go get the things you want because you're you know your Amazon is showing up at your house every day. Uh, all of that stuff is is in Broussard. You can go get that in Broussard. You, I mean, you don't have to go get it. They'll they'll bring it to you, or you can just do curbside. But you know, stop buying from somebody in New Jersey. Buy buy from somebody in the in the chamber and tell them the reason you did that is because. Uh, you know, you want to help them build their business. So it's that kind of mindset we're trying to get. That's a 10 minute explanation of your question. I apologize for that. Other comments? 
I'll say, Brent, um, I ramble a lot when I'm networking with people. So I took down so many of the questions that you put forth to ask people, and I'm going to memorize these to use in conversation um, to help make the conversation more intentional and less just rambling. <laughs> yeah, I love that word intentional. And, you know, so when I show up at a, at a networking event, um, you know, it, that, that's a great word, intentional, give five business cards, get five business cards, meet some, meet some new people and be intentional. And then, and again, Maggie, as soon as I got my five, I'm, a, I'm going to get that glass of wine. So that's my, that's the reward. Well, folks, um, that's all I got. Hope you enjoyed it. I uh, love talking about this. If um, if any of you want a free copy of my book, all you have to do is uh, uh, email me. Tell me what address you want it shipped to. I'll sign it, send it to you. And I can send Your out email address, Brent. Sure, it's. Um, what I'll do. Can you see it there? Yes. Thank you. Hold on. There you go. <clears throat> and that's just, that, that offer is just for you guys because you showed up at eight o'clock on a Monday morning after July 4th holiday. So that's, that's my gift to you. Thank you. Thanks so much for doing that, Brent. That's exciting. Can't wait to read the book. It's only 100 pages long, so it's an easy read. I, I wrote the book because I wanted somebody to sit in an airplane and be able to read it from, you know, basically New Orleans to, to Atlanta. And because I hate these, every, you know, I read a lot of books. Um, but they're all 300 pages long and they all say the same thing 15 times. I, I think, I think publishers say you just can't, how am I going to sell a 2495 book for, you know, when you only got a hundred, hundred pages, you got to have 300 pages. Frankly, I didn't want to write 300 pages, but I'll tell you a real quick story how I wrote it. Uh, Jerry Lynn, this guy who set me up in Merrill Lynch says, you got to write this down. You got to write this down. You got to write this down. And I don't know if any of you are, have aspired to be an author but it's a lot harder than you think and i would sit down and start typing and that first paragraph i think oh no one's gonna buy this you know no no this is you know that sounds terrible so i had you know i had probably 50 start and stops and and jerry but jerry just kept hounding me about writing a book so I was talking to one of the people in my nexus and he said, um, why don't you, um, why don't you hire somebody to type while you talk? And I said, that's brilliant. So I started asking around and I, I found this guy named Jeremy Broussard, who is a, who's a freelance writer, um, was living here in Lafayette, now lives in Dallas. And I, and, and he's a graduate of leadership Lafayette and, and, you know, connected. And I'd met him around some different stuff, kind of into the art and music scene. And wife is a banker. 
And uh, I told him I had this idea and, and he said, uh, yeah, I like that idea, I'll come over. So for six weeks, uh, every other day for six weeks, for just a couple hours a day, I talked, Jeremy typed, and um, we, we had the uh, bones of a book at that point, hired, hired an editor at the university to help kind of put it together and um, self-published. So if you want to write a book, hire somebody to type while you talk. So it, everybody gets a copy of the book, just send me an email. All right, I'll, uh, I, I think I'm on at noon again today. Is that right, Maggie? That's so right. it's, it's gonna be an interactive session about how to get more out of your, um, your, your experience with uh, uh, young professionals. We'll talk a little bit about networking, but uh, also got some other uh, best practices to share. Well, thank so with you. that, everybody have a great day. Yeah, thank you so much, Brent. We really appreciate you being here for this keynote. And uh, everybody, can't wait to see you all again at Brent's breakout session. Um, really excited for both of that, too. Much, guys. See you soon. Thank you.